0: in Loudon County entered the conservative consciousness in conversations, Glenn Beck identified the dangers of critical race theory. And when students in the Tucson Unified School District in Arizona stormed a governing board meeting in 2011, it was Glenn Beck who first identified the action for what it was, an attempted Marxist takeover. At the time, it seemed a little far-fetched to some, but Glenn Beck did nail it. He followed a breadcrumb trail from the classroom to the teacher's lounge, to the union halls, to the Kremlin and on. And as he put it, we wanted to trace the history of critical race theory back to the point where its special brand of evil began. We what allowed it to become the toxic racist monster that it is today. He told us all about it. He told us about Hegel who and the snobs who created critical theory, which laid the groundwork for critical race theory. Now, that is what is going on right now. It has resurfaced, and it's time to take action. My name is James T. Harris, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: The Glenn Beck Program. The woke mob rears its ugly head in this country every single day. You know it, I know it, and increasingly... Our kids know it, too. They see it when they watch something on television or YouTube. They absorb it in conversations that take place all around them. And maybe worst of all, they're increasingly being fed heaping helpings of it in our school. So what are we doing to fight back? It's important that you are talking to your kids about what makes this nation great. What can you use to help instill those values in kids? Well... A good book. That's why I love the Tuttle Twins books so much. They offer your kids an entertaining and educational look at American values and American history. They tell great stories, teach your kids about the value of limited government, free markets, how they work, and how they work to change the world for the better, and so much more. Get these books for your kids today. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off, and they'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get 35% off today
0: this is the glenn beck program my name is james t harris i am a talk show host out of phoenix arizona you can follow me on facebook at james t harris media on instagram at james t harris or twitter at james t harris you can follow me you may not always get the uh, the things that i post because i'm being shadow banned but i'm out there I am out there, and I have to tell you, back in 2011, when Glenn Beck spotted all of this in Tucson, Arizona, it, it was quite remarkable, and people thought he was over the top. He he saw this Marxist outbreak among students, and I remember the incident when those students went into a, a school board meeting and handcuffed themselves to the chairs of the school board members and lit off smoke bombs and started yelling. They were part of the Mexican-American studies. And I have to tell you, the look on their face, it was like they were, they were transformed. You don't want to call kids evil, but what you saw was an intense anger. And people were asking the question, where did it come from? Well, it was part of the curriculum. We're talking 2011. We're talking over 10 years ago. And for those of you who haven't been following the rise of cultural Marxism through our public schools, Ibrahim X. Kendi, previously known as Ibrahim Henry Rogers, is the guy who has become the face, the voice, the top hustler of critical race theory. He is a self-described anti-racist activist who spreads nothing but racism and Marxism. Now, after 2011 and after Glenn Beck properly exposed this, you had some people still, you know, were trying to hammer away at it. One of the publications in Arizona, the Arizona Daily Independent, it all actually it formed because of Mexican-American studies. It it formed to combat it, to shed light on it. And they're still going strong today. But even with all of their efforts and some of the politicians in the great state of Arizona, they weren't able to squash it out. And it went underground for 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 a while. It went underground and it continued to grow. It continued to spread like a cancer. Now, I was a for first 10 years of my professional career. I was a high school teacher. Yes. And uh, I also got into something called diversity training, but it wasn't based on race. It was based on generations, how the different generation coming into the, into the workforce, what impact it could have on your business. But even back then, the whole ideal of diversity and multiculturalism was a thing. But compared to what's going on now, it was innocent. For years, critical race theory started to form and grow. You had race hustlers like Kendi and others begin to add their philosophy, I should say, their theology to it. And it was going strong. As a matter of fact, it broke through the classroom, it broke through education, it broke through our universities and went into corporations. Under the guise of multiculturalism, our strength is our diversity, which, by the way, is a lie. Even back in the day, I was like, how can your strength be your diversity? That's just the opposite. As a matter of fact, diversity could be your weakness. It causes division. But we must celebrate our diversity, the race hustlers told us. And look where we are today. Our military has been poisoned our schools have long been poisoned and it would have continued except for COVID because of COVID parents were able to look into their, to their children's classroom and they didn't like what they saw because of the zoom classrooms, the curriculum was exposed and parents began to go to school board meetings and ask questions. I don't think the left was prepared for this. The left thought that this was a done deal. The left, and believe me, they they know what they're doing. They were able to cultivate school boards across the country as a seat of power. It wasn't until parents started to get involved in school boards that they began to find out just how much control the Democrat Party had over our schools and how those school boards were often launching pads for other Democrats to get into to city politics. It may be even national politics. The school boards are a hub. And when parents went there with the simple question is, do you teach critical race theory in our schools? The way they were treated, the way they were rebuffed. Well, it sparked a revolution and now you have the left backtracking falling over itself lying about critical race theory saying oh it's not taught to children no it's only taught in law school and in graduate school that was the initial push but that got exposed because you had teachers out there on on the libs of tiktok admitting yes we teach critical race theory but we have to you had teachers out there saying that It's their responsibility, their moral responsibility to teach your children about racism. And here's the problem. They're not being taught the same thing you were being taught i mean we grew up thinking that you know we were striving for a colorblind society thinking that we should be judged by the content of our character instead of the color of our skin little did we know that the direct opposite was being taught to our children that they should judge people by the color of their skin not the content of their character we didn't know that little white children were were being taught to feel guilty over a past they had nothing to do with and little black children were taught to be dependent and and to depend on white liberals for 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 their success. And there's a certain division and anger that became palpable. We saw it, we just didn't know where it came from until COVID. But you want to talk about something being far gone. look at the the latest push to get uh, the sixteen nineteen project in our classrooms. sixteen nineteen project is a is fake history, revisionist history. 1619 project it discounts the founding fathers discounts the founding of this country on constitutional principles and says that no it the founding of this country was when the slave ships first arrived to America in 1619 they failed to mention that those weren't really slave ships the people on those ships were indentured servants which is very very different than than slaves but it didn't matter because because the author of, of this of this project, the author of this of this book, of this study that now is curriculum in our schools. Well, she's a racist. The 1619 project has been exposed, but it's like it's sort of like, I don't know, it, it's one of these liberal agendas that you just can't get rid of. If you try to get rid of it, you'll be labeled a racist. If you try to point out its inaccuracies and, and you know, many have done that, just that you've had universities who did just that and they found themselves slapped down. They found themselves penalized, pushed back upon because they did not not support the liberal racist agenda. Well, I'll tell you what. Something very interesting happened on the way to get this whole thing, you know, codified in our schools. And that is the author, Hannah Jones. She went on television. She was saying that what happened out in Virginia with the election, parents coming out and opposing critical race theory. She's saying that that is racist. She's saying that that is white supremacy. She's saying that parents have no right to 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 dictate what is taught in schools that should be left to the professionals well if that is the case how come hannah jones book how come the 1619 curriculum is in schools here she is hanging herself with her own noose and I don't really understand this idea that parents should decide what's being
2: taught. I'm not a professional educator. I don't have a degree in social studies or science. We send our children to school because we want them to be taught by people who have expertise in the subject area. And that is not my job. When the, when the uh, governor or, or the candidate said that he didn't think parents should be, be deciding what's being taught in school, he was panned for that. But, but that's just the fact. Um, this is why we send our children to school. Don't homeschool because these are the professional educators who have the expertise to teach social studies, to teach history, to teach science, to teach literature. And I think we should leave that to the educators. Yes, you.
0: Wow. Nicole Hannah Jones says she's not qualified. She, She can't go to schools and tell teachers what to teach. Well, if that's the case, then how come they're adopting her curriculum? 1619 project all across the country she's not qualified she's not an academic she's not a professional oh she's been put on uh, some boards uh, uh, she's been given tenure in some schools even though she, i don't believe she has her phd she doesn't have a specialty in history she was a writer at the new york times who came up with this with this garbage and it fit right into the critical race theory you know you know pot of, of stupidity and it sold The charlatan sold it. She says herself she's not qualified to put this in schools, and yet that's what the left is doing. Is that going to solve our problems? Is critical race theory going to bring people together? No. And we see evidence of that every day throughout our institutions. So what has to be done? Well, there is one gentleman out there who put together a a pretty incredible article. And as I read this thing, I'm like, wow, there are a lot of parallels with his life to, 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 to my life. And we also agree on the solution of how to deal with slavery or I should say how to deal with critical race theory and put the whole slavery notion to bed. And we will talk about that coming up next. My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for the Glenn Beck Program.
2: some really good news if you didn't get around to it before christmas no worries you still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around our friends at shamany have extended the genucell christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way looking younger and feeling great about your appearance right now genucell's most popular package is 60 percent off at genucell.com you can treat yourself and a loved one the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in instantly upgraded to free express shipping genucell.com the code is beck35
0: are listening to the glenn beck program my name is james t harris i am a talk show host out of phoenix arizona you can follow me on instagram at james t harris twitter at james t harris or my facebook page is james t harris media we're talking about critical race theory and you know what the only way we're going to get around this the only way we're going to deal with this is to number one shun it we must reject it. And that's what parents have been doing across the country. That's why they've been going to the school board meetings, amongst other things, to to battle the lie that is critical race theory. And it's not just uh, uh, Americans of European descent. It's also Americans of African descent. It's Americans that are going and pushing back against this because this, this theology, this philosophy is un-American. When you cut off your TV set and you live your life when you go shopping when you hang out in different venues if allowed to you don't see the racial tension uh, that we're being told exists uh, by by the television set you turn on the television set and we are living in a world of racial turmoil but it, you live your life you don't see it at all in some respects It's like living in the Charles Dickens novel, The the Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times and the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom and the age of foolishness. We are bombarded every single day through the media with messages claiming America is overflowing with systemic racism and white supremacists. Why? 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 Well, I think it's part of that Marxist agenda. I think it's time to, it's time to, to, to realize that uh, we do have enemies and they're trying to divide us and they're successful at it if we buy into the media narrative. Now, I have to tell you. That the very people who are telling us that this country is racist can't explain why so many people of color from all over the world are doing their best, are, are knocking themselves over, are risking their lives to get to this country. Now that they see that the border is open, they're wasting no time to get here. Why is that? And why is it that so many people from Africa and so many people from Haiti or Jamaica or other countries, where you have a lot of um, a uh, 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 country of origins, you know, Africa, Jamaicans of African descent, <laughs> when they get to this country, they don't waste any time. By a generation or so, they're living the American dream. What is it that explains these differences? What was systematic systemic racism really built into American society, or is it something else? Of course, for those of us born between the night or before the 1980s, we were taught that we should judge each other by the content of our character, not the color of our skins. And I think for the most part, people have done that. But when it comes to the black community, they're being bombarded by the left. They're being told not to do that. And in that in that message is also a message of dependence where we have far too many Americans of African descent. dependent upon the government. And what has that wrought? What has that brought us? What has that brought the country? To be clear, we do have bigoted people in our country that do bad things to folks, but the country is not systemically racist. To put it another way, if you look for racism in this country, you're going to find it. If you look for opportunities, you will find them 100 times over here's how we resolve this tale of two cities we need to concentrate on the family we need to concentrate on bringing families back together in general but specifically the black family we'll get more into this coming up next My name is James T. Harris, sitting in for the Glenn Beck Program.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad the US dollar is in extreme peril gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity unrest and potential hyperinflation call Goldline today ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program be proactive call today 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com the truth that mainstream media can't handle You're listening to The Glenn Beck Program.
0: You are listening to The Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I am a talk show host out of Phoenix, Arizona, and it is my pleasure to be hosting The Glenn Beck Program today. I got to tell you, though, This issue that we've been dealing with for the last year for the last year and a half Parents pushing back against schools because of critical race theory being taught to their to their kids amongst other things Parents being told that they're not in control of what their children learn Parents being told that they're not responsible for their parents for their children's education. That is assets backwards. That's Crazy, And parents realize that and it's causing the Democrats a lot of problems. But you know what? What we're facing in this country is not a a political issue when it comes to. Racism, when it comes to the crime. It's a family issue. And there is a great piece that appears in the Federalist. It's called. It's a time it's time for the black community to embrace a post racial America. I happen to agree with that sentiment. Kendall Quails is the president of Take Charge, which strives to unite Americans regardless of background and to inspire black and other minority communities to take charge of their own lives and not to rely on government and politicians for prosperity. Mr. Quails has been married for 35 years and has five children, and I think that that is the key. The absolute destruction of the family in this country, in general, but the black family specifically is at the root of most of our problems. When you're living in a country where a disproportionate number or amount of crime is being committed by one, you know, ethnic group. You, you got issues. And people don't want to talk about it because it's politically incorrect. But 12% of the population creating over 50 to 60% of the crime in the country. Oh, people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the smash and grabs that are going on uh, in our major cities. They don't want to talk about the images that they see on the television set. How did we get to this point? Well, you got 80% of the kids in this country. 80% of black kids being born in this country are being born to fatherless homes. You You have a plague of low graduation rates. You've got an abortion issue among the black community. You've got an incarceration issue in the black community. Where is this coming from? I would argue it comes from the breakup of the family. The power to change ultimately lies in the hands of black Americans. Democrats are not going to change black Americans. Politics is not going to change black Americans. For far too long, we have watched communities destroyed from within. And the black community, I would argue, is worse off than they were during the civil rights era. But I do believe we have it within our power to move forward and to begin a transition of healing. Uh, this is what Mr. Quells is writing about. And Mr. Quell says, we don't need government help or funds to accomplish this transformation. I'll go a step further and I'll say that any government help or funds is going to continue to destroy the effort. The fact of the matter is we've had two to three generations of, of people, young people who have missed out on opportunities in this country. Two to three generations who are fully entitled as American citizens, but have for some reason not grasped it. And I know what the reason is. The cups of sorrows that people are being fed, the cups of sorrows talking about slavery, the critical race theories. People blinded by their anger, blinded by tears, blinded by mistrust, making emotional decisions, not trusting in themselves, not trusting in education, and yet you can look around and see other black citizens who have who have legally immigrated to this country from the Caribbean, from from, from Africa, from places like Nigeria. And they're faring better than homegrown Americans. How is that possible? Well, I think what it really boils down to is the family, and we need to put more efforts in to having a man and a woman. Yes, I said a man and a woman, gender specific, getting married. Raising their kids. Oh, let me add on another layer. Going to church. These are the things that could turn this situation around. We have Kendall Quails. He's the president of Take Charge. He goes a little step further. He says that uh, we as a country. And as as groups need to forgive the country for the sins of slavery, Jim Crow laws and many other forms of bigotry that follow. You have to forgive in order to be able to move on. You have to forgive in order to lift the heavy burden of bitterness and anger and resentment. You have kids walking around with chips on their shoulders. I saw it as a teacher. A teacher in a suburban school. You had African-Americans who were saying they didn't want to study because they did not want to be seen by their friends as acting white. That was 20 years ago. Things are far worse now. What has to happen is that cup of sorrows has to be poured out. and, And if it is. Then we have people who need to boldly walk into a new future that is not fueled by racism. And you can begin by by uttering this mantra. It's only racist if you want it to be. Ooh, when I say that to some of the to the critical race theory people, ooh, they get so mad. Oh, man, it's only racist if you want it to be. It's systemic. No, actually, it's not. It's none of those things. It's only racist in your mind. How could it be that you have a bunch of border patrol agents that are riding on horses and they're trying to round up a bunch of Haitians and you see their stirrups flying in the air and all of a sudden... You get the media saying that they were being whipped and that reminds us of slavery. Then you get the race hustlers like Maxine Waters and, and Joy Reid jumping on board talking about, you know, oh, you know, whipping came from slavery. Whips came from slavery, just perpetuating the madness. You have people watching this and they're getting upset. I remember when I was growing up, there was a popular movie it was called Mississippi Burning. It was showing in downtown Milwaukee. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, originally. They were showing this movie, and black folks went to go see that movie, and they got so mad of the images that were being projected on that screen that they came out and literally started a riot in downtown, smashing up stuff, angry, mad, why? Racism, why? Slavery. Retribution. As long as you have people talking about uh, uh, retribution... If you, as long as you have people out talking about payback, as long as you have people who are not embracing the avenue that every human being that's successful in this country, you know, takes, and that is through education and not necessarily government school education, but the desire to better oneself through knowledge. As long as you are putting up self-imposed roadblocks on that, we'll continue to fail. And that failure is now spreading. It's spreading from our cities to our suburbs. It's happening all around the country because of Democrat policies. These policies have been in place for decades. And when we look around and we see the impact on the family, it's, 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 it's devastating. And yet, the reality is As bad as it is, the only people that are going to change it are ourselves. And when we talk about the black culture in this country, I love the fact that Kendall Quells points out that we have a rich cultural heritage. We do have a shared history, but we have a rich cultural heritage, as do other ethnic groups in this country. But our rich heritage is linked to our Christian faith. And forgiveness is the cornerstone of Christianity. And just as God extends forgiveness to us in Christ, we are called to forgive others. Imagine what our society would look like if we all did that. Let me get more specific. Imagine what our society would look like if we poured out our cups of sorrow and embraced the American dream and dared ourselves to take a chance, even if we we might fail trying, to let go of the chains and the shackles of the so-called systemic racism, self-imposed racism, And join the American family. It's a mindset change. I think we would see a much better country. And haven't we been drinking from the cup of sorrows for the last 50 years? What has it done for us lately? All it has done is enrich people like Al Sharpton. And... Nich- Michelle or n- n- Nicole Hannah Jones, the race hustlers among us. I think it's time to pour it out. My name is James C. Harris, sitting in for the Glenn Beck Program. This is the
2: Glenn
1: Beck Program. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online, because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. LifeLock.com. Promo code BACK Save 25%. Yeah.
0: You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I am a, I'm a talk show host out of Phoenix, Arizona. It's my pleasure to be with you here today. You know, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at James T. Harris, on Facebook at James T. Harris Media, or on Instagram at James T. Harris. And I've been hearing from you. I have. Uh, This last uh, segment has really got people asking the question, well, what can we do? What can we do? Another listener said that, you know, it's not just a problem in the black community. It's a problem across the board in this country. And I would agree with you. The name of this article is it's time for the black community to embrace a post racial America. And the author is a very talented individual. His name is Kendall Quails. He's the president of Take Charge. And this is the organization which strives to unite Americans regardless of background and to inspire black and other minority communities to take charge of their own lives and not only reply or rely on government and politicians for prosperity. I think the first step you can do is reach out to Mr. Kendall Quails again. This is article is in uh, the uh, the federalist But uh, it's it's targeted towards Americans of African descent, but it really is for everyone and again the the prescription here is, is quite simple quite eloquent It's now imperative more than ever before that we reconcile with the past sins of our nation That we reestablish two parent families and that we rebuild culture to join other Americans around the table of prosperity, as he says, as fellow citizens of this great country. What does that mean? We got to drop all of the um, black um, uh, uh, systemic racism, uh, uh, white supremacy. You got to drop all of that. It's a difficult thing to do, but it is very freeing. Trust me. It's also suggesting that we tap into our shared history, our cultural strengths. And as a country, what we can do is turn back to Jesus the Christ. And pray for revival in this country. Because the further we move away from Jesus to Christ and the principles of Christianity that help build this nation, it seems to me, the worse we get. I'm not done talking about what's going on in our schools. (laughs) We also are not finished talking about the crime problem that we have in this country. It's so bad that even Democrats are now figuring out, ooh, our policies are not working out. Stay tuned. That's coming up next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris, and I'm guest hosting.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.